Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Sears Radio Theater will return after this message from your local station. What if you went off to college and found that you were different from everyone else and everything was designed for them, not for you? Suppose you went to the library and all the books you needed were in Braille and you were the only one who couldn't read. You'd feel left out, wouldn't you? And what if you went to class and found that there were no chairs because all the other students rolled in with their own wheelchairs? Suppose one of your professors gave his lectures talking with his hands only his hands, and everyone understood sign language except you, you'd think it wasn't fair. Well, that's how handicapped people feel now when they go to college and find extra handicaps. But things are changing, and we have free information that can help. Write Closer Look, Box 1492, Washington, D.C., 20013. A public service message on behalf of the United States Office of Education. I'm proud to be a member of a great team, and I'm equally proud of my family, Stormy, my wife, and our two children. They're both healthy, normal kids. But you know, there are some children in this world, in your neighborhood, who are not so lucky. They were born with handicaps, injured in accidents, or disabled by illness. All they want is an equal chance with other children to work, to play, to learn, and to feel they will have a place in the world when they grow up. The Easter Seal Society is preparing both children and adults for tomorrow, rehabilitating them, giving them a chance to become self-respecting citizens. That's why I support the work of Easter Seals as a member of the National Easter Seal Sports Council. We hope you support your local Easter Seals program. It's a great way to help handicapped people.
I've come to ask something of you, Mr. Nugent. Mm. Come inside if you want, though. It's not fixed up for a lady. Thank you. And that old lot does for a chair. It's quite comfortable. I can offer you a drink of fresh mountain water. I am thirsty for my ride. Thank you. Don't suppose whiskey strikes your fancy. I've seen it to be only a curse, Mr. Nugent. It's been my curse, right enough. You haven't come to ask me to give it up, have you? I doubt that whiskey would mix well with what I've come to ask of you. Can't imagine what business you and I could have together. You and I share a common love, Mr. Nugent, this country. You're the only man who can help me do what I came here to do. What are you here for, then? To stand on the summit of Long's Peak. You're no ordinary woman, I knew that. Will you accompany me, Mr. Nugent? (laughs) So that's all you wanted me, to risk my life along with your own. I thought it might be an endeavor that would appeal to you. A mountain is no ordinary match for a man. Or a woman. And uh, when are you planning this undertaking, Miss Byrne? At once. I think it's imperative not to delay the attempt any longer. (laughs) It's imperative, all right. Will you do it, then? Well, I don't suppose I got anything better to do. Thank you, Mr. Nugent. Doubt there'd be any stopping you. By sunlight or moonlight, the splintered grey crest of Long's Peak unfailingly arrests the eyes. From it come all storms of snow and wind, and the forked lightning plays round its head like a glory. It is one of the loveliest of mountains. The ride was a series of glories and surprises, of park and glade, of lake and stream, of mountains on mountains. From the dry, buffed grass of the park, we turned up a steep, pine-clothed hill and down to a small valley whose deepest hollow contained the Lake of the Lilies. From this, we rode upwards through the purple gloom of great pine forests. The pines grew smaller and more sparse as we passed the timber line. But yet a little higher, a slope of mountain meadow dipped towards a bright stream trickling under ice and icicles through a grove of the beautiful silver spruce. We'll camp here for the night. A group of small silver spruces away from the fire was my sleeping place, but I could not sleep. I was anxious about the ascent, for gusts of ominous sounds swept through the pines at intervals. Wild animals howled, and it was strange to see the notorious desperado stretched out against the firelight, singing a mournful song to his dog Ring. Sleeping as quietly as innocence sleeps. There's thin ice ahead. You better ride my horse. She's waiting. I'll eat on foot. Come on, Ring. It's all right. She'll hold for a while. She'll hold. 
Standing at the notch, a gate of rock, we found ourselves absolutely on the knife-like backbone of Long's Peak, only a few feet wide and covered with colossal boulders. Two thousand feet of solid rock towered above us. Four thousand feet of broken rock shelved precipitously below. The climb! It begins! Here! Tie the other end of this rope securely around your waist! I'm starting up! At last, with throbbing hearts and panting lungs, we reached the top of the gorge, squeezed ourselves through two gigantic rocks that brought us by an abrupt turn to a narrow shelf, rugged, uneven, and so overhung by the cliffs above that it was necessary to crouch to pass it at all. Below the most tremendous precipice I have ever seen descended in one unbroken fall. One slip, and a breathing, thinking human being would lie 3,000 feet below, a shapeless, bloody heap. As we crept from the ledge round a horn of rock, I beheld what made me perfectly sick and dizzy to look at. The terminal peak itself. A smooth wall of pink granite, as nearly perpendicular as anything could be yet still be possible to climb. Scaling, not climbing, was the correct term for this last descent. It took one hour to accomplish 500 feet, with the only footholds, narrow cracks or minute projections on the granite, all the while tortured with thirst and gasping for breath. But at last, the peak was won. At last, to stand upon the storm-pent crown of this lonely sentinel of the rocky range, uplifted above love and hate and storms of passion, calm amidst the eternal silences. I am once more in your debt, Mr. Nugent. However so. You're the first man or woman for many years treated me like a human being. How sad. Spare your pity I've earned the treatment I'm given. If you want to know how nearly a man can become a beast, I'll tell you. No, please. Oh, I had a proper enough beginning. Soldier father and a loving mother, too loving. I took advantage and she spoiled me right enough. It is sad to see what one sometimes does to another in the name of love. But we were a proper family, Miss Bird. Church every Sunday. That's where I first saw her. <laughs> <laughs> 